Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to help you get your offers accepted. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, how you doing? I hope you had a great week. Welcome back. Um, we are in the throes of crazy multiple offers as we always are in the middle of uh, the fall or the beginning of the fall. So we thought today we'd give a little chat about what you can do to help get your offer accepted. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's been busy. Have you found the same? Yeah, I mean, the fall market starts the day after Labor Day. I think this year was no exception. There were a, a lot of listings coming out uh, in the last two weeks. I have heard from some colleagues who said they were wondering around, uh, about the impact of today's election, whether some listings were holding off or people were changing their ideas about offer dates because of the election. But in practice, I, I haven't noticed any really impact of that. No. Um, so, no, I think it's... Um, as we see every year, the number of listings has just skyrockets right after Labor Day. And, uh, and you know, we, uh, both Janelle and I, have had a few listings over the last couple of weeks, and they've been very busy. Very busy. Yeah, beyond very busy in one case. Yes, beyond very busy. <laughs> Lots of bully at offer attempts yeah. lots of um lots of action lots of showings lots of people out there lots of buyers mm -hmm. motivated and qualified out there looking yeah mm -hmm. now um i've had uh we've had some in the city i've got one in mississauga which has been totally crazy yeah i mean just unbelievable i think as uh we take offers tomorrow we've been on the market for six days i'm i'm at like 206 showings last i looked i just got two more in my email so make that 208 and you know that is unheard of yeah yeah i believe so i've actually never had i don't even know what the most amount of showings i've ever had would be but i think i've had maybe 80 yeah i would say i was gonna say 50 yeah but uh 200 never 200 208 i mean it's it's so crazy that you know there's no appointment times i had people booking for midnight because yeah. there's no appointment times mm -hmm. um I, I tried to book one at a property in bowmanville for tomorrow like three days ago and i couldn't get any appointment same times. issue yeah yeah same yeah. issue so yeah. it's busy yeah well and covid because because of covid we, we can't really have overlapping appointments so um appointments are you know sometimes in the past we would have had more than one agent and buyer through and you're not really seeing that now and so in order to get everybody through your um you know you're restricting times maybe to 30 minutes in some listings cases and but in i think that one you have to be almost 15 minutes and yeah and i didn't do yeah. that i did 30 yeah. because who knew yeah and then 15 minutes i don't think's enough well you know yeah i had this conversation with people at that listing yesterday and they said they you know they take longer to buy shoes yeah and you know yeah you, you need just, 30 minutes <laughs> you need at least 30 minutes to at walk least? through yeah. yeah and then um, you know i've had a bunch of people call me and say you know i can't get in can i just go in if no one's there i'm like absolutely not you have to book an appointment it's it's the way it is i need to keep track of who's there right you have to go at your time yeah we can't yeah. be overlapping you know for covid and all that so that i think that is 
in my opinion, that's an unprecedented number of point, appointments to see a listing for sale. And so what do you do as a, a serious, you know, evidence-based uh, agent in, in working with a buyer who might be interested in that property tomorrow, or even you, Janelle, as a listing agent in that situation? I mean, you'll, you know, you almost have, you have to throw everything out the window, I think. I mean, yeah. what's the value of looking at comps in that right. situation? Yeah, there probably isn't no. one. Yeah, so how do you as a buyer's agent know how to how to serve your clients well? Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of what spurred our topic mm-hmm. for today is mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about this thinking, you know, how do you as a buyer increase your chances of getting your offer accepted if you are one of, you know, 20 or 30 offers? Mm-hmm. Because price is important, but it's not everything. No, there are several important uh, elements to each offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's start by talking about that. I mean, the obvious thing is price. Right. Right. And, you know, how do you know what something is worth? Right. Um, In a crazy market. In a crazy market. You can look at comps. You can, um, you know, analyze those those numbers all day long, but it may not get you the information that you actually need. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think in it, situation like this, Mm -hmm. it's going to come down to, you know, how much do you want it? What do you feel comfortable with it? The thing that I always tell my clients is that everybody has a no regret number. Yeah. Like you're putting an offer in and you didn't bid too little and you didn't bid too much because if you bid too little and you're holding back money because you think A, it's not worth it or B, maybe they'll give me another chance, you know, maybe there'll be a second round. You're making a huge mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, you have to put in what you can, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can't get caught up and swept away and bid more than you can afford. So there's a number that you can sleep with. Yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah. You know, if you, when you wake up tomorrow, right. what's the number that you're going to go, oh my gosh, or, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause if you bid, you know, a million and it sells for 1.4 and a million is all you had, like you feel no regret. Right. But you know, the opposite can happen, but you know, if it, if it sells for a million and 20 and you only bid a million, but mm-hmm. you could have bid a million and 30, don't do that to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. just go all in. Trust me when I say right now, the market is not going down, okay? So you're not going to overpay for something. Yeah, we have that conversation too. So, you know, as long as as long as long you're not going to turn around and sell it next week, exactly. as long as you're going to hold on to it for a period of, I don't know, Couple minimum years three years, yeah, yeah. then what does, almost what does it matter? I kind of agree. Yeah. So you I remember, extra I think I told the story about buying our first house and I lost sleep because we went $5,000 over <laughs> where I wanted to. I, it was so stressful. I I was so worried about it. We sold two years later for 350000 more. Exactly. So we, so we sold it for 345000 more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like, really? Then I realized, I wasn't yeah. an agent then, and but then I realized, wow. Right. How stupid was I How thinking about that? I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to really, price is very important, right? And and. All I can really stress to people, and I say this to my buyers, but I'll say this to all of you who may be thinking about buying, is don't be an idiot. If you cannot afford the house, don't waste everybody's time. If it's listed for $8.99 and it's so busy that you can't get an appointment and there are 14 offers, don't come in with your $900,000 offer. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. You're doing nothing but a disservice to yourself because you're pushing the price up. Right. With every offer that comes in, we're going to have more more money thrown at it. And so 
just don't do it. Listen to your realtor. Good mm-hmm. God. And mm-hmm. if and never mind this. Well, you never know. Maybe everyone else will bid under the asking. If there's more than one offer, no one's bidding under the asking price. It's not happening, people. Right. And so this drives me crazy, especially yeah. when I'm on the the listing side, because I get, you know, if you get 20 offers, seven or eight of them are absolutely stupid. Yeah, I had this. Like, guy, I showed doing? I showed people a property yesterday, and had exactly that conversation. I said it's listed at this price, but it's busy. There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of interest in this property. It's not going to sell for this price. So if this, if you're so excited to see this property because it's at your budget, it's actually not. It's in your not budget. at your budget. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's not in your budget. So don't. Yeah, don't even, you have to get really clear about that. And I don't know. You know. When I'm on the buying side, you know, I'm even more ruthless about it, I think, is, is you know, just tell people you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see it. You can't afford it. If mm-hmm. 899 is your budget, mm-hmm. you can spend 900 or 950 mm-hmm. and it's listed for 899 you can't afford it. So if your budget is 900 you should be looking at 599 699 or 699 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. get with the program. This is how it is. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you don't like it. This is what it is. There is no, you know, I want to change it. I want to take a chance. I want to whatever, whatever. This is how it works. Right. It's worked like this for years. Yeah. Get on board with it and figure out how yeah. to do it. Figure but out how to play the like game. But in cases like your really hot listing now, I, I, you can say that with confidence, but you can't say with confidence what it will take to I be cannot. successful. It's no, just, it's, I it, cannot. There's no, um, there's no way to account There's no way that. to tell. And mm-hmm. that's where you get in with the, you just got to find a price you feel comfortable yeah. with, mm-hmm. right? It's if that wake up in the morning price. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if you're buying it because you plan to renovate, you've got one price. If you're buying it because you want to live in it, you've got another price, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but trust me, mm-hmm. if you can't afford it, just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it and Move hope on. for the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big one. Obviously, price is the main consideration. I don't, you know, 99.999% of the time, the seller is going to pick the highest price. Right. Yeah. There are exceptions. Yeah, right? for sure. The first one being, the main one being conditions. Right. Right. If you are in multiple offers and you want to get the house, you cannot have conditions. I'm sorry. It's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And if you want a home inspection and none have, have been done for you by the listing agent, you have to do one in advance of offer day. You can't put a condition of home inspection in your offer or you won't get it. Yeah, I mean, these are, this is the hard reality. We're, what Janelle is telling you is that th- this is what it takes to successfully buy now. Right. We didn't make the rules. We haven't made the market. We may not even like right. it, but and it is what but it is. This is our knowledge working in it every day that you don't have a chance with a hot property if you have a condition. None. Um, but your point was valid that I have had sellers myself who have taken um, not, not the highest offer price, but uh, because it was firm. Yes. Because if you have a, if a seller is faced with a conditional offer, they in fact have not sold their house. That's right. It's not a firm and binding contract. And, you know, there's some, you know, potential for the deal not to happen. Um, because there is that condition and the buyers at their own uh, discretion could uh, waive uh, or not fulfill that condition and you're, you're still for sale. That's right. So sometimes sellers, if the, if the gap, I would say, isn't huge, just for the security and safety of knowing they have a binding sale would take a lesser that's offer right. price. So I have seen that a bit, but that's, yeah. I think, the only situation in which I've seen people take a lesser offer. Me too. And I would say most people are with the program, so they will not do, they're not going to send in, if there's 14 offers, 
they're not sending one in with conditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get the odd person, mm-hmm. which is mind-boggling, but for the most part, that's not going to happen. And you know, what do you think, Janelle? What do what would a buyer do when they um, understand this completely? They're motivated and uh, and and maybe qu- and qualified to buy. But I hear the most common pushback I hear is that their lender has said you have to have a finance They always say that. They always say that. Yeah. So what do you do as a real estate agent hearing that from your clients? I try to call the lender myself and have a conversation and just say, here's the situation. You tell me what they can afford. Mm -hmm. Like, what is realistic here? Mm -hmm. Like, what are they pre-approved for? Is there a real danger or are you just trying to Yeah, what is the reason for this request? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think I understand that they're covering themselves. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, you know, you have to be realistic. There's going to be no mortgage if there's no purchase. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there won't be if there's several offers. Mm-hmm. We just know that yeah, for a fact. Yeah, just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest pushback we get from lenders is about appraisal. Yeah. And so they're afraid that, you know, the buyer will overpay and so that it won't appraise with the lender. So, I mean, that's our job as, as the buying agent to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. You know, if the next closest sale was a million, I'm not going to suggest they pay 1.64, they won't get appraised. Right. Um, but I think, you know, part of that is a little bit of trust between the realtor and understanding. That's why I do also like it when my clients use my mortgage lender. resources, yeah. yeah. Because that person will call me and say, you know, that John Smith, he just really can't afford this. Like, I know he thinks he wants to spend... 850 but he really can't go higher than 750 and or I'm not going to be able to do it. So mm-hmm. I think if you have a can do that you have a bit of a relationship yeah. it's going to help everybody all together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what can you do? I mean, I think again, if you're a buyer and you're in this market, you have to get your financing sorted. You have to know with as much certainty as you can and I understand that there's always going to be the lender saying, "Well, we don't know for sure, you know, should be okay." You have to be willing to take a chance because if you put a condition in, you're just not going to get it. Mm-hmm. You're spinning your wheels yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah, I do find myself though even um, having those conversations, or if they work with their own resources, not being able to have those conversations. I, I don't like. Um, I'm not comfortable, I guess. Um, contradicting a client's expert advice that they've they've mm-hmm. received on their own. I'm not comfortable saying, you know, you may have heard that. They may tell you that. I, I'm comfortable telling them you will not be successful buying the house. That's right. But I'm not comfortable saying, don't d- ignore what they said and let's just do this. Same. And I think yeah. that's the key is they yeah. just need to understand that, um, you know, we are we know for yeah. certain. We would know you for certain what it'll property. take to work yeah. to be successful. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. What so else so the offer price um, generally is the strongest offer. You're right. Uh, unless uh, there are a couple of, that are close. And I, th- I do think sellers would prefer the firm one over the conditional one. I've heard other agents talk about, um, you know, a letter or something like that from the buyers. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced that carrying deciding factor weight. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the letter is a nice letter and it comes with more money, yeah. then, <laughs> right. then they're right. all in. But so I have never had a client who no. would take lesser money because of a great letter. And I have to be honest with you guys. Uh, when I'm looking through, if I'm taking offers on a property and I have more than three and people are sending in letters, I'm not even reading them. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't 
send those letters on to mm -hmm. the client, especially sometimes you're like 15, 16 offers and you've got five different letters. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time, but I, we just don't, you know, mm -hmm. if it's between you and another person and you're pretty close and maybe, mm -hmm. but yeah. you know, we just don't really have time to look through those letters. You just want to, from my perspective, especially as a listing agent, I just want to expedite the process. I don't want to keep all those people waiting. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to collect the information. I want to meet with my clients. I want them to choose which one they want quickly. Yeah. And, and also, to some extent, I mean, through the process when I'm listing something, you know, we have conversations like, you know, around staging or around even setting the asking price that once you've made the decision to sell, you have to kind of stop thinking of it as your house. And That's it's, right. it's an investment you're selling. So then to factor into your decision-making when you have offers, a personal letter, right. I think kind of is contrary to the whole approach I would push. Yes, me mm -hmm. too, me mm -hmm. too, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think as much as I appreciate it and I understand people want to do it, I think it's not. Also, I did receive one recently. Mm -hmm. um, that was a f clearly a form letter. Like oh. they were like, I've always wanted to live in Leslieville. This has been my dream. And it's like, but this house is in the beach. Like you're not <laughs> even looking. Okay, wrong letter. Nice yeah. letter. Yeah. But you don't have the market right. So obviously yeah. you've written this several right. times. Oh, that's funny. Very mm -hmm. funny. So mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're going to do it, you <laughs> do it right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't recommend yeah. that that yeah. seems like anything worthwhile. So key in an offer is your offer price. We talked a little bit about conditions uh, and uh, our 100% um, experience that you can't have any in a competitive market. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing then is the deposit. Mm -hmm. So when you put an offer in on a place, uh, you must turn over a deposit I think within 24 hours, mm -hmm. supposed to be. Um, so that's another factor that sellers consider is the strength and even the format, I guess, of the deposit. Yeah. Um, now, um, post-COVID, uh, really I've only seen since COVID offers being handled by email. Mm -hmm. Is that And that's your experience as well? Thank we God. used to like sit in cars oh, outside properties. Oh, line up out in the... And meet in person. Minus and, 20 degrees. Yeah. Sitting now, out there for know, hours. I can't imagine it going back to that. But I'll that never do it again. It seems absurd. Yeah. Um, Just to my fellow realtors, I right. would never do that to no. them. No. But because you are submitting uh, an offer by email, I think it's critical to, although it's effort and you might consider it wasted effort, I think it's critical to include a photocopy of a bank draft or certified check. Yes. I with had, your offer. I think in, in a case for me, because I've been screwed, recently um where i had i don't even it was like 30 offers or something and i chose the best offer and they did not have a photo of the deposit check and they did not bring the check the next day and the deal fell apart yeah so because it's not a deal without the deposit um i would never take an offer now that didn't have that if i'm in multiples and there are yeah. choices yeah i, no, would I don't consider that, that almost more important than yeah. some other things yeah. and it doesn't mean i'm going to get the deposit check yeah, that's in my the hand thing. it's a photocopy but you could, they've it could gone still fall to through. do it it could yeah. still fall through but they've gone to the effort to do it it shows effort it and shows, it shows effort. seriousness and um and goodwill i think yeah um so yeah so we're we're um relaying or um delivering offers by email now so you need to ha go to the trouble of getting a bank draft or certified check and attaching it with your offer and then if you're successful the next day you would actually hand over the actual check or do an e-transfer or something that's right if you've actually gone to the trouble of getting it you're probably going to use it exactly I, I find yeah. yeah yeah so it has to be included um uh, it has to be you know 
sellers are going to look at all the different offers and see how much the deposit is. Mm-hmm. And that's a factor they're going to take into account, too. Because they know from a seller's perspective, they're thinking, you know, is this enough for to ensure that the buyer doesn't walk away, That's doesn't right. risk this deposit. Yeah. Generally, over the last several years, we've seen deposits, I think, in the range of 5 to 10% of the offer price That's or right. sale price, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, so, so if your offer and my offer are the same, but you have a 50000 deposit check and I mine is twenty five. Right. Who do you think is going to be more appealing? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you have a picture and I don't have yeah. a picture. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting, if yours was more than mine and I had a photo of it than yours... Mm-hmm. That's something to think about. That's something to think about. Pros Um, and cons. Mm -hmm. Pros and cons, but it has to be a strong deposit. It has to be, you know, you've had to have gone to the trouble Mm -hmm. to make make the deposit check. Right. And by the way, if if you go get the deposit check and you don't, get the house you just deposit it back in your account right. it just right. it takes all so it's, a, it's, a five seconds. it's a hassle but still yeah. it's worth it if you're if you're motivated to buy a house if you're motivated to buy a house mm-hmm. yeah and again we're we're giving you tips for the things you should do if you want to get a house mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. not if you're mm-hmm. mediocre about buying a house mm-hmm. but if you really want to get that house that you've mm-hmm. seen so when i take offers on this property i was talking about with the 200 office mm-hmm. showings I, you know in my offer instructions to them it will say I want a photo of the deposit. Yes. If you don't have a photo of the deposit, your chances of winning are very low. You know? Yeah. So, you know, as a listing agent, you can't make it any more clear to buying agents than that. If they don't follow through, they're just not serving the best interests of their clients mm-hmm. in, in coming through with what you have specifically told them. That's right. They need to provide. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, the other thing, of course, is uh, closing date. Right? Yeah. That's sometimes really important to people. Yep. So mm-hmm. sometimes, the, you know, on the listing, it'll specify they want to close on May 1st. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll just say, you know, 60 to 90 It'll days. give a range and you can figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if a good agent will always call and say, what's your client's ideal closing date? Right. And then you know that they're serious right. and that they're ready to give you what you want. Right. And it's just another thing that makes your offer strongest. If I've told you I want May 1st, but then they've, they've put, you know, July 30th. Mm-hmm. Something is not working there unless mm-hmm. the money's making up for the extra time you have mm-hmm. to own the property, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, you have to keep in mind a lot of people have already purchased something, right? And so the closing well, date and usually is that's really important when there's a specific date. That's usually the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I remember back in the day, back in the early days when <laughs> I don't know, I I didn't have much. We never had much of this, but when you'd try to call the agent, negotiate, and say. You know, oh, so what's your reason for buy- selling? Oh, you've already bought something? Hey, that gives us a leg up, right? That kind of thing. But now none of that matters. It, yeah, <laughs> right. I get that question mm-hmm. sometimes now. Oh, how come they're selling? I was like, what do you care? What's the difference? Yeah. I get I get to ask that almost by every person I show places to. And I it's say, like, I you, know, know. you know, I said, I could ask, but, you know, I don't really ask the selling agent that because I don't put any stock in the answer. They're going to lie to me anyway. The selling agent has to... Um, uh, keep confidential the seller's motivation. So exactly. I, I, why would I ask something them to something they shouldn't actually be? Telling and what does me? it matter? Like and so, they're getting so they, they're thinking they're going to get a deal because they're getting divorced or something. Yeah, like, like what answer? Yeah, are you hoping to get there that would help you? 
Right. They're leaving because they had a flood in the basement. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they heard the place is falling down yeah. uh, next month. Yeah. So. I don't know why people ask that. No, it's weird. And I, I would never trust the age or not trust isn't the right word. I would never ask that of a selling agent because they won't tell you anyway. They won't tell you and they shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't. Also, sometimes I get I get that one, which is weird. And I also get, well, what did it sell for last? When did it sell last? So it sold 12 years ago. What did it sell for? I don't know. I can look it up. What does it matter? It was so long yeah. ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, strange questions, but uh, yeah. I think people think this is going to give them some sort of something. Yeah, some sort of leg up, some sort of information that's going to benefit right. them. But I can't. It's not the case. No, especially yeah. in a competitive market, which is all we're talking about yeah. today. So if yeah. you're in a competitive market, it doesn't. None of it matters. Yeah. All the only thing that really matters is what we've talked yeah. about before. Yeah. Your money and. Yeah, you know all the other things that you're right. willing to do to th- to strengthen your offer. Right. And you know, again, I want to stress this is not this is not what most of us would choose this market to be like. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we underprice a property in hopes that we get a few good offers, but sometimes it's just the market is so tight and there's such little inventory that things just go bananas. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing really you can do about that, and it's not that we want it this way. I don't think nobody wants to handle 30 offers. No, <laughs> they just don't No, um, And it's great for the seller. I mean, I'm not even sure it really makes that much of a difference. No, I, anyway. I, I bet you if we analyze that, that's the case. Yeah. yeah. If you get two good ones or you yeah. get 22, it yeah. may end up the same right. sometimes yeah. at the same. Right. Um, but I think, you know, you have to, you have to just know that this is the market that we're dealing in and mm-hmm. there just isn't much we can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to kind of go all in or, yeah. or not. So anything else in an offer, in especially this time to think about? Well, so another thing in your offer are not conditions, but clauses. Mm-hmm. And these are just really statements of fact, um, terms that are met, have to be met in the contract, but the deal, the transaction, the sale doesn't depend on them. It is not conditional on them. And all I would say there is clean and simple. Mm-hmm. Like you get some of these offers that have pages and... I think that reduces your chances. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And they're and it's it's kind of they're weird stuff. Yeah, you get some weird stuff. Yeah. The only thing I put personally I put in my offers are everybody has to have the clause that says that you're gonna pay the rest of the deposit, the balance of the deposit right. that's in every offer. I put in most times something about a chattels and fixtures clause yeah. which says that everything has to be in good working order. Yeah. When the buyer takes possession, unless it's sold as is right. or there's some other right. requirement. I put in a right to revisit. Yeah. And that is all I put in. Yeah, I tend to do the same. Yeah. And so basically there's like three mm-hmm. clauses mm-hmm. and that's it. Sometimes broom swept, I put yeah, in, yeah. like it has to be in broom swept condition. If it's like, a, a, you know, it looks like. Yeah, I would only do that if it is looked a like it might not be delivered that exactly. way. Exactly. I find that I get in the uh, condo market a whole bunch of more wackier things than houses I think yeah and sometimes I find they're asking the average seller to commit to something that they would have no idea about like whether there's been a violent crime on (laughs) the property of the building right well they don't know right but and you know so it doesn't often say to the best of the seller's knowledge it just says right the seller warns and represents that there's been no violent crime well how could they sign that that's right or um i mean if you live anywhere well if you live in the ice condos i don't know if you're following all those (laughs) you couldn't say that yeah um so there's some wonky ones i find with condos yeah um, one other one that uh, i've seen a lot lately is kai tech plumbing and uh, Kitech is a 
type of plumbing that um, was commonly used, I think between like 1995 and 2007, yeah. something like that, and has come under some some disrepute since then. And so I find that it, and it's probably a boilerplate clause that a lot of uh, agents put in. But again, it doesn't say to the best of the seller's ability. It's just that the seller confirms that there has never been any Kitech. Well, the seller, every seller I've had says, well, how can I possibly confirm that? I'm That's not a right. plumber. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I don't know. behind the walls. Yeah. And they say, I know it was built in, you know, I have one, for example, now that was built in 2013. So they're saying that was after the Kitech era and it's not in the status. That will usually be in the status. So I think not. Right. But I don't know. Exactly. So it's like, get it out of there. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. I, there's, you know, we can only answer, our sellers yeah. can only answer what they what can they answer. What they know to the best of their knowledge. Right. And asking them to profess knowledge that they don't have drives me crazy. Me too. And I think you have to be so careful because it puts you at at risk. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you're if you're agreeing to something that you're not aware of, how could yeah. you possibly... Another one that is common is that uh, anybody that uh, in their ownership or even beyond earlier than their ownership that um, there has never been any um, growing growth manufacture or use of right. you know um, marijuana I guess right and, or um, any any illegal I've substances I've had two, two any any illegal substances yeah. I've had two uh, clients lately who have had investment properties and they say well I don't think so right. but I wasn't there babysitting them I don't know how would I know yeah right and, and you find why out are it's, you why yeah Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, in a house, I understand right. back in the day when they were grow ops and there was mold and. Right. But I think all that would be pretty evident. Yeah. And like now it's legal. Right. To have some. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to enjoy. That's right. So, yeah. Anyway. Maybe not a meth lab. But yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. But you're right. No, there are things like that that are very so for hard clauses, to. If you're going to be successful, minimal, clean and simple. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I mean, other than that, it's really, you just got to put your best foot forward and, and commit. Commit to the process. Don't dabble here and dabble there, right? It's just, this is the one I want, and I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And and you and you just give it your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, if I could tell everybody one thing, it's just, you know, make a decision and go. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. All right. I think we've exhausted that. That sounds good. Perfect. Good luck with your offers. (laughs) Yeah, good luck, everyone. We're always around. If you have any questions, we're happy to help you out. I want to, we'll have to talk next week about what happens with you. We will talk about, yes. How how many offers does that number of visits turn into? 208. And um, 209. And how many of them are almost exactly the same number? Yes. I'm going to give a full breakdown because I'm pretty sure, I don't know for sure, but this has got to be a record number of showings. I think so. It has to be. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm really scared. <laughs> see, see what happens. Um, anyway, guys, like I said, reach out if you have any questions. We'll fill you in on that next week. And uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels at the Janelle Cameron team. And um, I hope you have a great week and happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588.
Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.